Thank you uh, for joining us for Are You Listening? Volume 2. I am David Knup, joined once again by... Michael Grasso. Daniel Sullivan. And Jeremiah Catherwood. There we go. I like that. I like the way you said that. Thank you. (laughs) This is my sultry voice. I like it. Yeah, Mm. this is good. Bring a little sauce to this. Like butter. (laughs) All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about net neutrality. Net neutrality. Uh, which obviously is something that's super duper important to everybody because, well, it affects everybody that uses the internet. Which is most people. Yeah. I mean, even if you're on your cell phone, it affects that. Don't worry. It's just a fad. It'll go away. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody will ever need more than 64K. Yeah. It's just a series of tubes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good times. So, we're going to go ahead and start off, uh, because, you know, the biggest thing I've, I've noticed is people don't really know what net neutrality is. Uh, they think they know, they get pieces of information, because obviously, you know, the people that are invested in this want to present it in a certain way. Uh, the people who are for it, the people who are against it, they're obviously going to present the information the way that they want to make the best case. So, we're going to talk about net neutrality in the most unbiased way that we possibly can. Now, I'm pretty sure everybody here is uh, is all for net neutrality, but that's not how I want to present this. I'm indifferent. Fair enough. Um, you know, again, net neutrality, we, we discussed earlier, has its pros and cons. Uh, and, you know, this is something that, that people need to be informed about. So, who wants to start? Well, um, I think the easiest place to start with is just to come up with a short history of where net neutrality came from. So let's start with, you know, the Columbia media law professor, Tim Wu, who coined the term back in 2003. Uh, He really just was looking at the old common carrier laws, Mm -hmm. which described how telecom communications kind of run. Yeah, because uh, in the the advent of DSL, that was, uh, it was still considered common uh, carrier. Right. And, and that, burn a lot of uh, ISPs' asses. Right. And it was considered common carrier all the way up until about 2015 when the open internet law was put in place in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, we decided to change from using a common carrier law to where basically the telecom industries that had internet providers, it was considered a information service. Mm-hmm. So what they decided to do in 2015 was change it from an inter. Uh, information service to, you know, more widely accepted as a public utility. Um, now, again, we all know back in December of 2017, Ajit Pai did his little song and dance, and we ended up repealing that part of, you know, the lo- open internet laws that we had, so mm-hmm. it went back to being an information service. Yeah. Um, but going back to the defining of what the common carrier laws changed to net neutrality, Basically, the idea we're looking at is net neutrality is simply all forms of information transmitted over the internet Mm -hmm. will be seen as equal. Yeah. Um, That means you can't weigh your own information more importantly than any other information, no matter who the provider is. Yeah. And and basically what net neutrality uh, was, was designed to do was... Um, simplified terms. Basically, it doesn't matter what service you're using, it all gets treated the same. It all it gets transmitted at the same speed, uh, and nothing gets prioritized over one uh, one or the other. And uh, obviously, one of the big talking points is, um, uh, you know, some people are saying, well, you know, if, if we get rid of net neutrality, which obviously we have, uh, that this allows for the ISPs to say, oh, well, you know, Netflix is a huge portion of our bandwidth, so we're going to charge a premium for that. And, and their, their initial goal is to obviously charge Netflix. Right. So I'd like to jump in here. Who will pass it on to us. Yeah, go ahead. Because the common argument and discussion point is the ISP. Mm-hmm. Okay, ISPs are only at Tier 2. And the ramifications of neutrality don't just exist at Tier 2 and Tier 3 of the network layer and internet structure. You It affects... Why don't you, real quick, just explain the tiers? Actually... Okay, Mikey can do that better. Fair enough. All so, right. So if you want to look at the, um, if we're going to bring it up to the highest tier, tier one internet, we have about, most countries have maybe one or two, but our country is very large. Yes. And that's part of the problem as well, but we'll get into that as well. Mm-hmm. It's just too damn big. 
if you want to know why other countries that are much smaller than us have awesome internet, it's literally landmass, guys. Like South Korea? <laughs> it's literally landmass. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, tier one internet providers, there's about five of them, I think, currently, because they keep on getting merged and joined together. There used to be more. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about your big uh, Verizon, AT&T, CenturyLink. Uh, Comcast. Comcast. Time yeah. Warner. Time Warner. Yeah. Uh, Time Warner, not anymore. No, oh, yeah, but Comcast Time and Time Warner, they, <laughs> yeah. they merged. That's, and that's, that's part of the problem, too, because yeah. they're talking about, hey, there'll be this competition. That's a G-Pies whole thing and everything yeah. like that. Right, the but, um, communication. But mm-hmm. in the end, they're all still tiered up at this higher tier level. Okay. So you have those that control like basically the whole backbone of how these main traffic lines go through all the, all the large fiber, mm-hmm. um, the connections to the transatlantic cable and the Pacific cables and any other technology that might happen, right, for us to get to other countries, so on and so forth. Yeah. All right. So those are your tier one providers. Tier two are things that can actually exist inside uh, those tier ones themselves as a separate company. So basically like Spectrum is a, is a part of Charter. Yeah, kind of. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Or, or a company itself using its own name, AT&T, mm-hmm. yeah. sells itself internet to use as a company to do this. And it pays just like everybody else does. Okay. So, yeah, they actually pay to do their own internet. So, but actually, net neutrality could do away with stuff like that. So yeah. they could actually provide cheaper prices and blow out competition. To themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. That's, <laughs> the, that's <laughs> the point I want to yeah. know. Which, which, yeah, okay. Right. So now they don't. So there's a, an inherent loss of competition there yeah. as well. Because now they can just, oh, but... We don't provide any of these problems on our service, mm-hmm. you know, so, and then you can get it a lot cheaper and, and so on and so forth. So, but yeah, those are your tier two. Okay. Um, and then you have even smaller ones that might actually just be like, I'm going to buy um, this much bandwidth from you monthly. I'm going to co-locate my equipment in your place, mm-hmm. and I only ISP out like 150. That, now, this used to be very popular way back in the 90s and, and even the early aughts, mm-hmm. but it's pretty much dead these days. There's not a lot of small ISPs that yeah. literally do this No anymore. money in it anymore. Right. So, and those are your CLEC, ILEC companies and stuff like that. So, okay. So that's the major like dispersal of who actually controls the internet. Okay. So when you get into net neutrality, you're talking about five companies really controlling everything. And just like the big banks do, they can mm-hmm. just sit down and set rates the way they want. Yep. They can set whatever, you know, they yeah, can just talk. Net, and net, net neutrality <laughs> added a little more difficulty to that. They mm-hmm. had to go through a few more hoops, mm-hmm. dot a few more I's, cross a few more T's, doing away with that. They can now do what they want at that higher level, yep. and then the tier twos also get to do that. So you're talking about a lot of fudging with right. what's available. Yeah, and, it, and I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's not just fudging with what's available. It's uh, ac- basically controlling access. Mm-hmm. For sure. It allows them to monetize it in a different way. Yep. Um, considering it's no longer you know public utility, it's not under the same common carrier laws yes. that it used to be. Yeah, and I know uh, you know one of one of the the, the big arguments for I'm, gonna, I'm just going to kind of jump right into that uh, is uh, you know like like say you've got uh, you know your cell phones because obviously that's that is a kind of uh, access to to the internet that that still technically data plan you know all that and uh, you've got your family plan and your daughter is always on Instagram or whatever right and she's burning up all your bandwidth she's burning up all your 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 cap because that's another thing that will probably become more prolific. Uh, our, our data caps. Um, unless, of course, you buy the special package that yeah, eliminates correct. that. No, but anyway. data, data caps are already a thing. Well, yeah, well, not, but, not with, but not with every ISP. And, right. you know, I, like, I mean, I don't have a data cap. Right. Uh, well, technically, but uh, eventually. even without a data cap, mm-hmm. all telecom companies will throttle you after a oh, certain yeah. point. So it won't yeah. cap you, but it'll or, allow you to get to a certain point, and then it will restrict mm-hmm. how right. much you're getting. Or they'll start sending you, hey, you're in the top this percentage of our user base yep. on this thing. So we're going to start charging and if you, you more. No, 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 no. No? No. Straight out, if you don't lower your usage, no. we're going to cancel your service. Yes. Yes, yeah, I've seen those too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so one of, like I said, one of the arguments for is to say, well, you know, if, if I can buy a special package that allows me unlimited access to just, say, Instagram, well, that saves my data plan. For, for my phone, right? Because then instead of having overages, well, well they've already I done pay this extra. with like uh, uh, YouTube and stuff like that. And, and, and I mean, Netflix. Phone carriers have done that. I'm going to keep Netflix. talking about Netflix. Netflix is a big one right now because, uh, you know, like, like T Mobile uh, has their thing where it's like, oh, you get Netflix free. And uh, I heard one today, and I don't remember who it was, uh, but you get uh, Hulu free for, for six months. 
And yeah, a lot of them are doing that now. You Hulu, know, HBO. And soon you're going to have what Disney's making their own. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, CBS their has own their own. Uh, and I'm not really worried about the streaming services as so much as, um, as as you know, you get like, oh, well, free streaming for Netflix. Well, that's great for Netflix, you know. So, but but you are prioritizing one or over the other. You're not necessarily saying that it's faster, but I, but you know, it's it's still one of those. But, but the your favorite. They can start. Mm-hmm throttling and oh, it can yeah. be you know it doesn't even have to be by a lot but it's enough nope. to cause that that margin of frustration well yeah that's that's really where these net neutrality laws kind of came in back in what was it oh three comcast got dinged real hard something for like doing that. the peer-to-peer network throttling mm-hmm. yeah. and doing something they call forging packets yep and not to mention uh, they also throttled netflix right so yeah um, what they ended up doing was anybody who was doing peer-to-peer um kind of network Uploading your Napsters, uh, your your BitTorrent, LimeWire Lime is the big one. LimeWire, yeah. yeah. So back in '03, Comcast got hit hard because what they would do is every time you went to go upload your the data packets, they would forge packets mm-hmm. to be additionally added on, which would increase the um, upload time required yep. to get a full you know to, to upload the full yeah. file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the big thing back then, and you know '04 we saw the Madison River. Um, community uh, collection basically they got hit hard by the FCC when they started throttling people mm-hmm. they got that $15,000 fine that pushed them under right. and because of the fines they couldn't come back up afloat and they got bought out they got bought out which happens a lot too to smaller going back to the smaller ISPs they can't survive the lawsuits no that will happen and that'll just force more of them to get pushed into these larger companies and it's not just the lawsuits it's also the fines yeah the fines Um, correct the fcc tries their best to crack down on it as much as possible within what they have as laws controlling you know the isps but as we can see with the larger the tier twos the tier ones i mean you're looking at a fifteen thousand dollar fine is nothing for them so back when verizon got hit hard and what was it just last year Mm -hmm. for throttling all they had to do was come out and say oh we were just doing some regular testing of our network yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's well within the fcc standards to test our networks so that's why your youtube and netflix were slowed down right so i wanted to jump back just a moment and go back to one of the other reasons people are against net neutrality Mm -hmm. and it's something that affects consumers pretty heavily not just you know, Netflix being prioritized. But for example, looking at Netflix, it uh, there's about a five second, you know, packet buffer. So if you get a three second interference in the network, you know, connection, it's not going to affect your Netflix streaming at all. You're not going to yeah. notice a three second downtime. As opposed to you look at something like an active voice call, like over Skype, mm-hmm. they have a 30 millisecond ish you know, um, packet buffer. So a three second downtime is going to kill your call and yeah. definitely create a service interruption. So mm-hmm. even though it's only what, like 40, 50 kilobytes per second of, um, necessary bandwidth, uh, it definitely needs to be prioritized yeah. from the look of somebody who's against net neutrality. That definitely needs to be prioritized mm-hmm. so that you don't have any interruptions in service. So you can provide a decent quality service yeah. So someone like Skype would want to pay for that extra, right. you know, prioritization. It's like you know, I want my customers to be ensured that they're getting the best call or call quality possible. I'm, I'll pay you a premium. So congratulations, because they paid. Someone else now gets better service. Well, right, they paid the ISPs yeah. to make sure that they have mm-hmm. prioritized service and then pass the savings on to you. Well, uh. let's let's go into something more uh, sinister, VPN mm-hmm. traffic. Oh yeah. So, if I want to go ahead and run a VPN because I don't like people knowing what the fuck I'm doing online. Yeah. Um, all the different or any other things adult or, sites. Or, or work <laughs> because works you're working from home. Oh, Absolutely. you need that business class oh, level yeah. of service. You have to because you know, you works and from remote access, you're using VPNs, you know, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it. Uh, so there's that type of reprioritization as well like, oh, you have to have our business tier. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if you know this or not, but business tier services guys are really expensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're doing a VPN? You don't want us to see what you're doing? Okay, well, you can't use a commercial line anymore. Yeah. Standard residential commercial line. Right. Oh. So now you're paying more yep. automatically. Yeah, just, just, because, <laughs> just because, you know, you want a little privacy. Yeah. Well, 
That comes back down to the original net neutrality laws. One Mm -hmm. of the big things that they brought up was the end-to-end neutrality and, like, device neutrality. So when it goes... When you're looking at, like, end-to-end, they create dumb terminals. So anybody who's worked with, like, a good analogy would be a water system. Mm -hmm. Um, They're pumping water out. They create dumb pipes, meaning the pipes just go. They're supplied with X amount of water, and it doesn't matter what happens to it after that. Yeah. The end user is responsible. Right. So, you know, in the end-to-end kind of look at it, you're looking at, you're putting the liability for accessing whatever through the VPN on the end users. Similar to the way phone calls, it's yeah. end-to-end monitored. Right. So you, you only really care about where you are and what information you're accessing at the other end. Um, so whatever happens in the middle, ISP doesn't care, et cetera. No, it doesn't. No. Yeah, yeah. Because it's shipping it in much larger frames or, or any, however they're actually distributing it. But they're, they're distributing it in much larger um, data chunks yeah. across when it, when it gets to the higher levels of routers. You know, and I, and one of the things that, that a lot of people don't understand—I mean, just fundamental how the internet works—is, you know, I'm I'm in Florida, and I'm accessing a server that's in California. It's not a direct connection. There are several chains along the way, and the the slowest point is the fastest I can go. And sure. and you know, and then, like I said, I, I think that's a that's a, a misunderstanding that people don't uh, always uh, understand that that's and, how the well, internet works. And the problem, one of the other problems with, with net neutrality is say, okay, well, in my area, you know, my ISP is like, well, all gung-ho. You know, hey, guys, we're not going to slow you down. We're not going to prioritize, and we're not going to charge you a premium package. Cool. And then I'm going to hit this server that's owned by another ISP, and, well, they're throttling. Right. So even though I may be paying for a premium package so that way I don't get throttled, so that way I don't have to worry about what I'm accessing because, well, I want it as quickly as possible, well, hey, I'm still running into that problem because someone else doesn't do that. Well, yeah, that's that's more like the, once again, you're coming up into the tier one level. Yeah. Those five people, those five companies are going to have arrangements. Yeah. But the big thing is really going to be, hey, um, you know, we like this cell ca- carrier more than this cell carrier, so this people's going to get their prioritization mm-hmm. over this. You know, they'll have this much. Yeah, so that that's the game that's going to get played at the higher level. Um, at the lower level, as a consumer, you're going to get impacted because they'll a lot of ISPs will actually finally be able to make a decent profit off of you. Yeah, which is let's let's the make bonnet. sure yeah. a lot of places are actually operated at a loss, um, depending on the company. And it's actually their business and larger trafficking that we're talking about where they make all their money. Yeah. Um, that is a thing with a lot of ISPs. Not all of them. Uh, cable companies tend to have a more a higher profit margin for that kind of service. But uh, the larger ones, they're all uh, AT&T and Verizon. Man, as far as I know, those are all fiber and phone companies. <laughs> CenturyLink, fiber and phone. Pretty much. Uh, Comcast is the only big one that's really a cable cable company. And, uh, yeah, so anyway... That, that's that's definitely going to be one of those. <clears throat> Let's see. Well, the monetization aspect is always going to kind of change how the consumers affect it every time. Oh. So as the laws get passed and changed and repealed, we're not seeing a lot of the effects yet, even though we've seen a number of changes so far. Mm-hmm. The biggest change we saw was in 15 when it was declared a public utility. Suddenly, broadband access became like... A necessity and had to be regulated like a public utility. Right. Then in seventeen, when it got repealed, we really haven't seen too many changes because yeah. it's only been a few months. Yeah. Well, but well, the initial repeal went through, and then the finalized vote was December fourteenth. There was sure. another vote after that. Was there another vote after February? Uh, February. Or, February. Yeah, I think February. 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 So. Um, but here, yeah. So, yeah. but all what I was trying to declare there is we didn't see too much of a change um the only big change was on a higher level the changes that we consumers noticed i mean maybe a few of us were impacted by slower netflix or youtube speeds or you know this that the other but um all we really saw was you know a few fines thrown out by the fcc while it was under the public utility settings sure so we never really noticed a huge change even back in 15 when it was declared a public utility, there wasn't some magical wave of, oh, now it's a public utility, we're going to see so much change and difference. Mm-hmm. And then when it got repealed, while we're all scared of what's going to happen, we as consumers still aren't seeing a major difference no. in the service. And if 
you know, businesses were smart, the tier one and tier two providers, they wouldn't make anything happen for a little while. No. Because then you let it calm over, like, see, everything's mm-hmm. fine. The boogeyman wasn't there. Yeah. The principle so, of boiling a frog. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. It's kind of the whole deal. But, um, all right, so you're going to take your ISPs and everything like that and how we're looking at them now and how we're looking at net neutrality now. And I just want you to think of, like, why are we just coming up with these laws and everything? And the real reason is, is because if you think about the 90s, the 80s, and, and so on and so forth, the Internet was still mostly the wild, wild west, but we're starting to kind of, like, equalize. It's, it's a known quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, it's, it's becoming more it, prevalent. Right, right, for sure. And law in the United States is very slow. <laughs> um, case laws, studies, like, setting whatever precedences and mm-hmm. going through all that all the way up to the Supreme Court, however that happens. And that's pretty much what's kept net neutrality from being destroyed in the first place is how long our legal processes take. Um, and then the laws that we've made since then. Now, if you take, like, what do I say? <laughs> well, to piggyback on that, what we've done is instead of creating new laws, right. what our ju- judicial system generally does is just adapts existing laws. Yeah. Right. The common carrier laws we had didn't really officially get created so that internet would be part of no, the common no. carrier system, but because we... It wasn't even a thought. Right. Well, no, and even we then... We created internet afterwards. This goes mm-hmm. all the way back to the railroad law, laws back in the day, too. We can go yeah. back to the 1800s for right. how we're treating and, this law. And see, that, <laughs> and that's the same, and that's, same that's, thing. That's fundamentally the problem uh, you know, behind net neutrality is that, is that we're trying to, like Jeremiah said, we're trying to adapt old laws to new stuff. To a modern problem. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I mean, unfortunately, technology... Specifically, technology advances so dramatically all the time that it's hard to keep up law-wise. It's going to be impossible to keep up step for step. So we have to, in a sense, adapt, but we also have to innovate on the legal side. And we need need to be a little more forward-thinking. And to be a little devil advocate here, Mm -hmm. um, this is true for the companies and the ISPs as well. Do you think they actually anticipated the video boom? No, oh, no. No. Right. No, the because, infra- the because they all turned around and went, holy shit, right, correct. look at our bandwidth usage. Uh, yeah, right, correct. And that's where a lot of this is stemming from. And a lot of this is also a measure for them to stop gap and actually create this timed out thing where they can actually mm-hmm. increase the technology, get the... And, and that is, that's one of the things the, that they're arguing for, right. the, the repeal of net neutrality, is, is because they're saying, well, you know, when we start actually charging this, this you know, these fees, then we're going to take that money and instead of you know lining our pockets, we're going to rebuild the infrastructure. We're going to make sure that, that we get faster internets, uh, that, you know that that we that we get more reliable internet. Because I mean, no internet is one hundred percent reliable. You no know, service is one hundred percent reliable. I don't know. I've got high hopes for Elon Musk. No, <laughs> don't man, we all? No. <laughs> um, he just got approval to do satellite broadband with SpaceX. Uh, no. Satellite broadband. You know, my. Do you remember when Bill Gates uh, was trying to get a uh, free internet for everyone's satellites true. and was yeah, denied? But- but the right. FCC actually approved Elon Musk I, recently. So, I mean, it's Elon Musk. He's kind of crazy. Here's my thing about satellite internet. Fundamentally, I understand it. Uh, as, as a practical sense, I hate it. Specifically because it, it prevents anybody coming up and saying, well, this particular provider has a, a monopoly in my area. I have no choice. Because, well, well no, no. You can always get satellite internet. And satellite internet right now is shite. It's basically the same principle it's, as satellite phones. It's gotten a lot, you know. I will say this. It's gotten a lot better, mm-hmm. but you're still talking about a lot of downtime. Yeah. You're talking about problems when you have, especially if you live in, like, certain parallels of the United States, like mm-hmm. in that Texas, Florida beltway. Here's, here's you're my, talking about sunspots are going to knock out oh, your yeah, internet. Absolutely. Just, <laughs> okay, but I do have to say, it, I know several people who are limited to, let's say, Comcast. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing. Okay. And yes, they would actually pay for satellite internet, even sure. if it was worse. Just to spike. Just yes. to not have Comcast. Just, just to not have Comcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. Like where that's I live, I have access to one broadband internet, right? And you know, one one cable broadband internet, and one DSL, and then of course satellite. And and so I mean, you know, well, here's the thing: I can either pay this pretty much the same price for up to thirty megabit, but let's be honest, it's only about ten. Uh, or I can pay a little bit more for what I'm getting right now, which is 300 uh, megabit. 
Oh yeah, up to is the key word here. <clears throat> up to, yeah. All yes. your internet speeds so. are up to, and up to includes point zero zero bomb out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just to be fair, two of the people at the table work for companies that mm-hmm. work in this industry. And I'm I don't sure, know what you're talking about. I'm yes, pretty I sure do. all four of yeah. us have worked. I will, I will not disclose the company <laughs> for, yes, for various service providers in the past. I work for a tier one internet company, so you can narrow it down from I there. I also work for a tier one. Well, I'm a contract. Yeah. I'm contracted under a tier one in, internet company. Right. I used to work I, for Sprint. Yes. Yeah, you as, can, as you can say I. that. As did I. Uh, good times. I used to work for AT and T. Yeah, I used to Cell work on markets. I used to work for uh, MediaCom, Charter, and Comcast Oof. at various points in uh, in time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've I've got, I've got a little bit of experience. Yeah, and so when you look at it from the company's perspective they are trying to make money and we've seen what happens when they don't make money mm-hmm. this is another problem that we have with these isps is not one of them really is a, like a private industry there's very uh, uh charter is it? no um mediacom cox cox, cox communications is, cox is a privately owned company yeah. that doesn't have to make a profit whereas all these other things mm-hmm. publicly traded they, companies yeah, have a, to make a by oh, no, law right. have to make a profit I'm sorry when i worked for for media for um, for mediacom it was it was still so the government owned. already has anymore. a hand in what's happening with your isps already oh, yeah. based off of how they're structured as a company and the fact that so and how that trade is happening in the stock uh, stock market, all that. So they already have their hands in it, and you don't want your government to have too much hands into this, and you don't want it to turn into something the government truly runs because, well, when the that'll go- be complete yeah, crap. When, when the government <laughs> yeah. runs your media, then you end up with Russia, cough, cough, North Ru- Korea, cough, China. With a government-run media. Let's just leave it there. We have plenty of government-run medias across the world, and every time one comes up in conversation, Russia, North Korea, (laughs) China, the first thing they talk about is, or even look at most of the Middle Eastern countries. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. The first thing we're going to do is they're going to do censorship. You think think a couple years back to to the whole uh, debacle in Egypt. No. Right, you know where where the government said, well, we don't want you accessing this particular part of the internet, right. or or you know these sites, these you know these these propaganda, what they called propaganda, uh, you know, and it was it was very much a crackdown on the information. It was it was again government uh, intervention, and uh, and uh, you know we we've seen how that goes. I'm just saying, yeah. CNN can pay off some of your ISPs. Like, oh, yes, man. they can. Sorry, that's that's the. The best feeds and the oh fastest feeds will always be. Could CNN. you imagine that a, a bidding war on your internet between like CNN and Fox? Well, that, News? those well, be, those would be the ones to do it. That, oh, that's, yeah. that's not the illusion. That's going to no, happen. No. Well, <laughs> what they're going to do Damn. is they're going to lobby for it first. Yeah. So, right. so what we'll see is we'll see a quiet behind the scenes lobbying of Congress and the Senate to right. allow them to have their little high access you mm-hmm. know, CNN feeds yep. and then once it's allowed then boom information is now controlled by media right. via the government yep right well not to mention you know one, one of the more one of the less I should say uh, uh, talked about points is you know well if I'm con- even if I'm an ISP and I'm controlling how you access the internet guess what you can't use Chrome you can't use Firefox you have to use my browser my browser comes equipped with certain features air quotes, where I have the CNN news tick, right? Oh, you can't turn that off because, well, you know, they pay me money, so I have that on there. You know, so it's always going to be there. It's always going to be in your face. They also can, at that point, say, because you have to use my browser, I control all browsing information you ever get, and you've signed over the rights to that. So now all your search history, all that juicy, delicious information that Mm -hmm. Facebook got in trouble for collecting, we can collect that legally and share it. And and, and it is going to be these private companies that are getting your information, because don't worry about the government having Mm -hmm. all your information. They already do. (laughs) So let's just skip that, guys. Well, (laughs) let's, let's be fair here. The information that the government has on us is quite limited in scope. It's limited in scope, and it's a lot to reach through. They're really going to have to dig to find yeah. out specifically. It's, it's so much info. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, the, um, the, 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 my, metadata mining, mining is not yeah. easy to do. No. As somebody who's done it in the past, <laughs> metadata mining is just a <laughs> tedious... I think, I think you mean as someone who may or may not have. Oh, yes. As yeah. somebody who may or may not have mined metadata in the past. Um, For the government. It's an extraordinarily <laughs> tedious... What? what? <laughs> 
extraordinarily tedious uh, concept. And yeah. even when you're looking for something extraordinarily specific within it's a still mountain, really you're still difficult to find. Looking right. for a rock in a yeah. mountain. Yeah, absolutely. But that's kind of stepping away from net neutrality now. So uh, yeah, but, uh, a yeah, that, bit, that's, a that's a the government thing. side of it. I well, mean. it's still it's yeah. still pertaining because still you know because again uh, once once these these ISPs pretty much have carte blanche do whatever the hell they want. That's one of the things that more than likely will happen because you know a lot of these companies. Well, that's that's how they make money. Right. They're taking your data. Well, look how much crap and selling Facebook it to other for. people. Exactly. Look how much crap you know, just got. it's extraordinarily All germane this. to the conversation right. to talk exactly. about the data selling and profitization Absolutely. off of user data. You know, because because that's Correct. one of the things you again, are you are the pro- you are the product. Uh, we exactly right. one of, one of the less talked about points is this is the fact that that, that your information, your browsing history, your your shopping. History, my God! You know, people get a hold of your your, your Amazon and your your your. You're you know. being sold to companies. Oh yeah, you, you are know. the product. They are selling you, and it is your information. You know, I mean, if 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 I go on a, a you know binge looking up you know My Little Pony decorations because my daughter's birthday's coming up. Right. Well, next thing you know, people are going to start mailing me shit about ponies. I don't care about ponies. I was looking that up for my daughter, but it's part of my browsing history. It's part of the information that somebody now has on me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's going to be controlled by whoever's browser you use, which <laughs> whoever is the fuck they by, want. <laughs> right, and what ends up happening is that information gets controlled by the ISPs mm-hmm, sure. in the front end when yep. we allow them to control the types of internet we can access yeah. and how we're accessing the internet. And it's easy to say, oh, well, that's not happening now. You know, you're, you're thinking worst case scenario. Uh, you know, and to a degree, that's true. You know, that that none of this is a guarantee, but. Companies are out for the bottom line. That's the, I, I've never met any CEO who will say otherwise. And to represent sort of how a lot of people don't or are not informed on it, mm-hmm. Danny's got a really good story about his sister. He should, there we go. He okay. should tell. So <clears throat> it was actually kind of funny. Uh, my little sister is involved in uh, – she's really big into you know politics, mm-hmm. political sciences, and uh, – was it a government going on for not just for local mm-hmm. but at the national and international level okay. uh, other governments and all that jazz and she actually did her and her friend uh, did not understand precisely what was net neutrality i mean they'd been hearing it I mean, yeah because they got, the got piecemeal information they got the piecemeal information got the buzzwords they got this but they didn't understand you know what the problem was yeah people were saying oh okay you know, yeah, you know, they're going to throttle Netflix or they're going to throttle this. But, you know, why? How does that happen? Mm-hmm. They were completely unaware of the different tiers of, you know, the Internet. You have tier one, tier two, tier three, uh, and everyone in between. And so I sat down and I explained the big problem. So the problem that everyone's aware of is at the tier two level. Okay. When you have these ISPs who are going to throttle or potentially could throttle specific applications or um, services. So you have Netflix, Hulu, you know, the usual suspects. But you could have, like, Instagram, certain channels of communication, mobile apps only, Mm -hmm. iPhone, Android, you know. But the bigger threat in my mind is actually when you have the Tier 1, because now the FCC, you know, the net neutrality laws uh, help provide that separation so you have the tier one backbone provider at&t who is by these laws forced to sell themselves as a tier two provider Mm -hmm. the same services that they would charge at the rates they would charge anybody else yep okay now with the removal of these laws oh hey they don't have to nope they say that they will and that's fine and dandy. And their big thing is, oh, competition. You know, we'll have all this. But they're not making more tier ones. They're getting fewer and fewer. And it makes it very easy for them to go, okay, you know what? I am only going to charge myself uh, half the rate that I charge everybody else. Well, what does that mean? Well, I take a hit at the tier one level. But now my tier two provider can pass on the savings. So if you go with AT&T Internet... Well, it's now $5 cheaper or $10 cheaper than absolutely everybody else. And I'll make up for it in volume until I brush a competitor out of a market. And then congratulations, I up the price. 
It happens everywhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's historical fact. And at the tier one, you're able to actually, you know, start penalizing IP address ranges. Mm -hmm. These blocks of ranges and not just specific applications. And you you can really do some sinister shit. Pardon my language. But it's... It is pretty scary when you start thinking of it at that level. Instead of all the way down at the uh, consumer, just the Netflix and Hulu, but how small to medium businesses, okay? You're talking um, independent independent consultant, Mm -hmm. say, because I know the New York Times ran an article not that long ago and mentioned uh, one of the major illustrators for comic books, DC and Marvel. You know, they're in an area that, only Comcrap is I'm sorry, Comcast is available. <laughs> and they pay ninety something dollars a month for one of their premium packages. Yep. And it's advertised that he should be able to upload his stuff within fifteen seconds. And sometimes it can take well, not sometimes, on average he was saying it could take fifteen to twenty minutes. That's on a good day. And he has no alternative. Yep. He has to go through that and that's his business. Well, He's using a you know commercial line that's the highest he can get for residential because the next tier up for business is not ninety dollars. Yep. It's one hundred and fifty. Yeah, and it's for the same speed, but it doesn't guarantee you any increase in speed. So now, oh, these ISP, you know, the, you have the net neutrality removal of that. Mm-hmm. The tier one can change how things are run, what type of traffic is allowed to go where. The tier yep. two can then go. All right, you're forced to be a, uh, business. a business line. Here's one hundred and fifty dollars, and I don't have to. Guarantee you any quality of speed, anything right. better than what you're getting now. You know, and, and, and you mentioned and so this. Now, this this artist, this yeah. small to medium business, which is <laughs> to quote every politician everywhere, but who never acts on it. You know, small and medium businesses are the backbone of every major economy. Yep. And we're doing nothing. We're, we're chuckling because we just watched some uh, <laughs> a TV yeah. show about this. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. But, it, but it is true, and the small to medium businesses are being strangled. As it is, oh yeah, this is not going to help them. No, and and you know you bring this you bring this up. Uh, you know when when I used to work for said media, you know uh, said ISPs, you know we we actually had a policy where if we're talking to a customer and oh well, you know my internet's out, well okay you know let me see when I can get somebody out. It's going to be three days. Well I can't do that. I run a business out of my home. Really cool. Guess what? I need to get you over to commercial sales because we need to move your account to a commercial account. That's what they did. You know, if, if you provide any kind of, uh, you know, acknowledgement that you're running a business, well, that's what we did. Net neutrality helped stop that. You know, so that way people didn't have to pay two or three times more for literally what they're getting. Well, that uh, net neutrality mm, doesn't necessarily stop that. that. It, what that does is it complicates how we're providing the service. Well, that's... So, that's yeah. yeah. Um, and that service provision isn't necessarily going to be stopped by net neutrality. It's not necessarily going to be changed at all because as it currently exists and as it even when it changes the public utility, having a residential versus a business account doesn't mm-hmm. really affect your account as much as people this think. This is more of ter- terms of service yeah. versus that kind of case law than the actual net neutrality. Right, and it comes back down to um, you know, if you... What I meant was, you know, what Danny was saying as far oh, yeah. as, you know, it, it allows someone to say, well, you know, you don't qualify for a residential. We have to get you this. Right. That's all I was saying mm-hmm. is, yeah. is, you know, I ran into situations like that. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. yeah. That's, that and, definitely falls more in the terms of service, and, though. You know, sure. but simply explaining that to people, it's like where it's not just at the lower levels. Mm-hmm. And it does affect the higher levels of it. Uh, they're like, holy crap. I wasn't aware of that. Like, I never even thought that it would impact businesses. Which is exactly how your way. sister responded. Right. Yeah. She was like, I was only thinking about, you know, personal usage, mm-hmm. like the, the imminent. And you're not even going to see that right away. Yeah. As we were saying, you know, if you're going to be smart about this, which we're, I am by no means saying that any of these businesses are stupid. Let's, they wouldn't be where they were if they were stupid. They'll make minor changes that are going to impact their fellow tier ones and their tier twos. And that'll be very incremental, and that'll trickle down. Well, here, yeah, and, and at think least of it, initially, think of it from like a standpoint. Um, I'm I, I'm a new business. Um, I know there's a community being built out where a bunch of people live, and there's about thirty something houses out there, maybe even a hundred. Who cares? But what I can do is I can go to a carrier, an ISP, and say, "Hey, I want to provide internet out to this area." 
uh, you know, this is what I'm willing to do. You know, and they'll, they'll come up with a business plan and strategy and all that other stuff. And based off the technology, if I want to go low or high, like I can do everything from optical cable and whatever speeds I want to do all the way down to, I could get four to eight T1 lines and just run some shitty internet out to the middle of nowhere. Just one so, giant <laughs> copper loop. Yeah, just one giant <laughs> copper loop instead of just fiber. So it's all on how much money I want to spend and how much I want to invest. And as a company, I can do this. And then I can pipe that out to this new neighborhood being built, whatever. Um, and then you bill your services as an then individual I my ISP in right. instead of being a major company ISP. But really all you're doing is you're leasing major company ISP mm. access right. to create your own small business. Correct. Now with net neutrality gone, they can totally throttle me into the dirt. <laughs> right. They can say, yeah, the max you get is six megabytes per second. And now that I've created this infrastructure, they can go ahead and just take over my damn company when I die. Mm-hmm. When, when my company dies out. Not that that's going to be the plan, because they don't actually really care about small numbers like that. Mm-hmm. So let's alleviate that as well. They're not actually concerned about small numbers like that most of the time. Well, it, it does come down, because small oh, yeah. numbers build up to bigger numbers. Sure. Say you know you have a good reputation with your 30 or so people, then you're going to get new housing mm-hmm. um, sure. communities are going to reach out to you and say, oh, I that, could build that, it up. Right. That's a business opportunity for me, because now I do that, and then I can turn around and sell it well, what's going to happen backwards is if I wanted to as a profit, or, which a lot of people do, or a lot again, of people did they do wait, that. They wait for you to, again, uh, to to right. build it up, then they start throttling you into the fucking ground, right? And saying, hey, you know, we know your company was worth X amount of money, but now we're going to offer you a quarter of that because while well, you're going now, up. this happened. This also used to happen a lot more back in the day. This isn't something that's because I, I got news for you. Um, you can you can stick things that provide internet with whatever cable or copper loop that you're going to do is just a cable running to it. Mm-hmm. You can get yourself a four by six post, stamp it in the ground and stamp a waterproof piece of technology that will service 124 customers to it. It's yep. not hard. No, it's not hard at all. And then you just have to run the infrastructure, all the cabling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and again, you know, <laughs> we got to front the money, but we yeah. keep, we keep talking about, Oh, well they can do this. They can do that. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's possibility. It's not, it's, you know, it's, it's not like, oh, well, they've said they're going to do this, and then that's how we're all reacting. It's just that these, these laws, these old laws, uh, internet neutrality laws, protected us from these possibilities. So when the companies do, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm firmly convinced they will... I agree. Um, well, and they've already the, proven that in the past they yeah, have. Yeah, the yeah. They already <laughs> happened, and they just said, oh, you got us and paid the fine. Right. Yeah, so they're right, going right, to do right. it. Let me, let me put it this way. We explain <laughs> net neutrality from a mostly unbiased point of view. Yeah. Okay? Now we're done with that, and we're going to talk about the way that we feel about this, which, again, all of us here, we're, we're all technology-driven people. We are okay? technologists. We are. And, and so, obviously, we feel strongly one way about this. Uh, and that, you know, with net neutrality gone, well, we're all fucking damned. Don't pardon my French. Honestly, I don't think we're, we're damned. I think we still have laws in place that are going to protect us a yep. little bit. Uh, until they get repealed. But as we slowly repeal more and more and more. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's go, like, go lobbyists. Uh, what? Yeah. Do, uh, I Big daddy cat worry on so much. <laughs> like, I, I just worry that... They stopped caring about the consumers. I know that they stopped caring about consumers years ago, but no, no, they banks. really don't care about the consumers no. at all. It feels no, they like. don't. We it's, are no. piggy banks. Well, and, and I said that before. Well, no, it's not even that. You're operating at a loss, a lot of your consumers <laughs> at this point in time. Yeah. So uh, the operation of internet services by most providers doesn't make money. No. Nope. They're making money off the larger fish, for sure. Um, and the residential services, a lot of the time, are if they don't just break even, they might make a small profit, or they straight out losses. Their losses. Yeah, well, you know, now, now why, they have the ability to turn that around. Well, that's why ISPs are generally not like any ISP you look at. Internet providing is not their main source of income, nor no. is it their sole. No. Well, prior, like that's not all they do. No, yeah. an internet company is basically a technology acquisition company that happens mm-hmm. to acquire different technologies, and that's how they make their profit. Or the internet's just sort of run on the side. Yeah. <laughs> or it's a telecom <laughs> that also provides internet. Right. right. Let me right. let me let me equate it to this. All right. And again, this is something we were just watching on TV not too long ago. Uh, you know, look look at when when airlines first started charging for baggage. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, oh, well, you know, baggage fees were such a small part of their, their revenue. And then all of a sudden, five, six years later, it's a huge part of their revenue. 
Sure. Right. So, so when ISPs, when ISPs start charging you premiums, uh, you know, for different packages, for for different uh, uh, prioritization, I mean, that they're going to see their revenue jump through the roof. That's only ninety nine cents. Oh yeah, yeah, for the millions of people that they have. Right, and the the way I always like to describe the argument of what they're going to do is, you know, here in Florida we have toll roads. Now, oh, yes. say, say I need to get. I know where to, this is going. This is great. <laughs> I need to get to Miami, so I can not take any toll roads, and mm-hmm. it takes me about six, seven, eight yeah. hours to get there. Or I can pay a small premium right. to take the toll roads, and suddenly, while I may be six, ten, fifteen dollars down, I've made it there in four hours. Yeah. So, so uh, amazingly, oh, but, it sounds yeah. like it's great for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But the thing is. In order to get to the point where toll roads are the express, we already have the toll roads open for everyone. That's the internet service that we have. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to throttle everyone and then go back and say, by the way, if you want it like it was, it's now a toll road. Yeah. Pay the fee. This is a three-lane highway, but we're going to take one of the lanes away, and now you have to pay if you want to be in that lane. That's, That's exactly like what it and using the highway metaphor Sorry. always works um, as a great metaphor just because mm-hmm. people, understand. Highway. people yeah. understand. Yeah. And yeah. if you think about it with HOV lanes in certain areas, mm-hmm. right. um, Atlanta. So Atlanta, for example, <laughs> oh, man. even though they don't have toll roads in Atlanta, they have HOV lanes. Right. Like, mm-hmm. there's, Texas too. There's a special way that you can get access to the faster lane. Yeah. And it's actually necessary for the traffic to even work like that. Oh, yeah. Like for yeah. traffic to actually work in Atlanta, they yeah. have to have those HOV lanes and prioritize that. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen and it in Denver and Texas and everywhere else, and too. Even, it's all and the even same. going back with the tolls, okay? Because you'll, you'll have those circumstances where you'll get businesses and be like, you know what? We're going to make this a toll road, but it'll only be until we meet this goal. Oh, yeah. And right. We'll, hold on. And then we'll open it up. And then mm-hmm. we'll open it up. Yeah. How many toll roads do you know? Because I know of two in our own area. The 417, who the were, 408. Who were promised they're going to be tolls only, only until to pay we for ma- the project. Yeah, to pay only. for the project and then make, uh, what was it, 150% back or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's was, what, yeah. And then they met that goal. And then they, and then they, never they voted it. it. They, they voted. voted it and said, nope, it's a permanent toll road now. Yep. And that's actually happened to multiple highways well, here. Oh, yeah. that's, they, that's the thing I was going to bring up. I was smiling when he started yeah. talking about it because I was like, they were going to talk about these toll roads <laughs> and that they were only temporary, guys. It's oh, only yeah. temporary. Well, and then now it's all the time. Right. And this is the thing. They sold The reason that that vote passed is because they sold it to consumers. Correct. That it's going to be for your benefit yeah, to continue oh, yeah. paying for these tolls because what we're going to do is we're going to take that toll money yeah. and we're going to put it back into infrastructure. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But then we're going to take the infrastructure budget that we had and we're mm-hmm. going to put it into marketing. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what they're not telling you is they're just pushing the funds along. So while they're increasing their infrastructure uh. spending by the amount they have in tolls now, what they did with the original infrastructure spending is they moved it into other departments. Right. So, mm-hmm. yes, they followed through technically. But they didn't actually increase the uh, the, total the infrastructure. Budget. No, yeah. of course not. No, yeah. no, they kept it the same. And like you said, they just kind of shunted it. Right. Correct. So they reallocated. That, that's the same thing I feel like we're going to see with ISPs when oh, it comes yeah. to this, what, what I'm going to call, like, tolled internet. And that's, that's, yeah. uh, that is, that's internet really the best metaphor. Though, though, again, the easiest one for the average consumer to understand. Everybody drives on the goddamn interstate. Oh, and they did finally build it out 15 years later. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like, or something like that. Like they finally did build it out. All right. So anybody that lives anywhere near Central Florida or has been anywhere through Central Florida knows about I four. And this is one of the things that absolutely pisses me off is is that they're building the I four Ultimate, oh. which is the, the the toll version of a goddamn interstate. It's only partial tolls, and, and, and they're going to do the I-95 model, well, where it's only tolled during certain times of day. Well, yeah. not, well, not only that, but it also depends on the amount of traffic that's on the toll. Right. Okay. And here's my thing. They do this in right. Houston and Dallas and stuff like that already. Because this is, this in is Austin. Where we're getting this. Yeah, Austin yeah. as well, right. But instead of taking all of this money that they're using to, to build the new version of the road, the, 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 the new road, instead of taking all that money and actually, I don't know, fixing I-4. Right. You know, oh, no, no, no. Where's I-4's, the profit in that? I, it, see, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Because, we, we're just because gonna, who yeah. gives a shit <laughs> about actually making a road that works and that's safe and expanding it to accommodate the actual traffic. No, no, no. We're going to line our own goddamn pockets. And that's the problem. Well, 
when you look at places that try to do that, try to keep the roads working and everything, the best example I have is I-75 as it crosses Tennessee. Ooh. Anyone who's <laughs> driven I-75 yeah. across oh, yeah. Tennessee oh, yeah. has understood the nightmare of a state with no toll roads that just wants to fix their infrastructure on that interstate and wants to build it out constantly, keep it updated for the um, incoming or increasing traffic and everything. Driving from Chattanooga to fucking Nashville is the worst goddamn drive you'll ever have in your life. Yeah. Because outside of I ten across, yes. across the country, oh my which I've God. done hundreds of times. And now taking it back to net neutrality, you know, yeah, and our feelings that. on that. That is one of the things that you know the companies have said why the removal of the net neutrality laws mm-hmm. it will allow these companies same to, frustrations to yep. with the same frustration as an interstate. Okay, so yep. it's a really good parallel. Give them the opportunity to throttle everyone mm-hmm. so they can cut traffic back, yep. so they can take hardware offline to upgrade it. Because the consumer base right now, my internet's not as fast as it should be. Yeah. And then, you know, magnify that by a thousand times. Oh, hey, guys, a lot more than that. Yeah. What website are you on right now? Oh, let me do a forced redirect. Yeah. Because there's this important message from one of our people coming in. Yep. So here's a forced redirect. Here, you're going to watch this real quick. Yep. Well, that's so, increasing advertising revenue. And no, for, yeah. That could be... Which, it could also yeah. be propaganda, though. It could be yes, like, oh, could. the government's going to do this now. Anytime the president's on, he wants well, to talk. Yep. Actually, this is already built into the infrastructure we have, similar to the way cell phones during a natural disaster. Right. Have, cell phones yep. and landlines can be forced. The only can, thing yeah. you can do is 911 calls. Yep. Correct, correct. Because they have to use that bandwidth. Right, nine one one or three one one or six one one. Yeah, like, right. yeah. Those, so those, um, we, we're going to go ahead. For that is already in place. Right. Yeah, all right. All so right. we're going to go ahead and and because I mean, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, and we're actually uh, around an hour right now. Okay. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, and stop this here. Uh, the only thing I can really say at this point, uh, personally, is is you know go out, do the research, and and you know if it is something that you do feel strongly about, write your senator. It really, and become informed. Uh, I know there's at least one really good paper. There are several good papers, but the yeah. one off the top of my head, uh, this one's back from 2007 by Scott Jordan out of the University of California. Uh, a layered network approach, or a layered network approach to net neutrality. Mm-hmm. Don't remember which is the title. Uh, read it. It's really good because it presents both sides. And so it tries to give you an important. unbiased review and yep. recommendations to approach. Now, this was back before the net neutrality of the recent time frame because this was um, authored following the first major net neutrality blowout back in 2005, 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really good read. Highly recommend you look it up. Uh, it was in the International Journal of Communication. I don't know. Yeah, and really... Informing yourself is the most important part so mm-hmm. you can make an informed decision. Yes. And then that way you're not left blind to things like this. Yes. And when changes do get made, there's no blind rage. Yeah. So that way you're not sitting there going, oh, well, I thought this was a good thing. What the fuck? <laughs> How's it go? If you're not turned on to politics, politics will turn on you? Yes. That's right. You know, so I mean, you know, and that that's that, that really is key. And that, that's unfortunately a, a, a deficiency in our society today is that people aren't informed. Or, or they're not properly informed. You know, again, they get tidbits, and then they, they run with that. And, you know, I mean, that, that can lead to ruin. So, you know, really, again, Ooh. inform yourself. Can we do an episode about failures of public education system? Oh, oh I'm, I'm going to write that <laughs> one down. <laughs> can we just call that episode, Thank God We're Not Thank Mississippi? Thank God We're Not Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, we will. Oh, man. All right. Well, next time... Uh, I believe we're going to be doing the Japanese episode. Ooh. Uh, so I Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I <laughs> really think so. So, uh, so definitely join us for that as we uh, discuss all things Japanese. Sounds great to me. Nippophiles. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something for next time. Thank you guys for listening to Ragabash Unlimited Listening. Or are, are you, you listening? listening?